0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fleekazoid Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9 dollars each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For today's episode, I want to talk about men who are emotionally unavailable. If you jump onto Google and find the very first answer that pops up when you type in define emotionally unavailable, you'll find something that describes a person that has had a hard time receiving love and other emotions from people. However, I think it's broader than that. There are so many ways that someone can be emotionally unavailable. Whether they just straight up don't want a relationship or want commitment, or if they're still hung up on their ex, or maybe they even just keep their exes on their social media. Or maybe they keep their exes alive through word of mouth. Yes, the ex is long out of their life, but they still talk about them all the time. They might even compare you to them directly, like shamelessly, and they might not even see the problem with it. Like, oh, my ex-girlfriend used to say that. Oh, my ex-girlfriend used to wear stuff like that. Um, okay. What that got to do with me? Some of the armchair therapists on TikTok will call these people the emotionally avoidant. And look, if you don't want a relationship or if you're not in a place in your life where you don't want to be committed to anybody or share your life with another person, maybe you're working on yourself, maybe you are still healing from trauma or previous experiences, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with being in a place in your life when you don't want a relationship. The problem happens within a dynamic where there's a tug of war between the emotional battles of who's going to have it their way, the person who wants absolutely no commitment, or the person who wants exclusivity and commitment right now who's going to twist their arm into dating them. The message of today's episode is that there is not going to be any arm twisting of any kind. I will not support it. You cannot tell someone oh, well, I've been with you for this many months and I did this with you and I've tolerated this and I've tolerated that. You owe me a relationship. Bestie, they do not owe you a relationship and they're going to look at you like you're crazy. And they might even do the absolutely audacious thing and say, oh, well, that's just normal. That's just what happens with me every time whenever I date someone. This is the way that it is for me. Oh, that's not what it is for you. Well, too bad, so sad. You're not getting me to be exclusive and committed with you. Sometimes the person who's emotionally unavailable will straight up tell you that they don't want a relationship. They don't want marriage. They may enjoy the perks of being in love. They may like how special it feels to have somebody who's excited to see them after a long day at work, but they don't see themselves being in a emotionally exclusive, committed dynamic that could lead to marriage. And when a man is very blatantly explicit about this feeling within him, About not wanting a committed relationship for himself, specifically, even with you, this is not your opportunity to negotiate. Or tell yourself, mm, well, if I just keep sleeping around with him and if I keep catering to his midnight needs, and maybe if I make him food or get him presents or if I wear this lingerie or change my hair up this way, maybe then he'll see my value and then he'll want to be committed to me. Maybe then he'll want to be an exclusive relationship. Maybe if I post some banging Instagram stories and make some really hot posts on TikTok or the gram, he'll finally see my value. It is has absolutely nothing to do with you. If a man is emotionally unavailable, he was going to be before you, during you, and possibly even after you. And the possibly is an extreme stipulation there because they are 60-year-old men who are still running on these streets hoeing it up. There's a few things that are happening here with emotionally avoidant men or the emotionally unavailable men. And before I launch off into what I'm about to get into, I wanna say... Of course, it could be a personal choice. Of course, it could have something to do with their life experiences, where they are financially or maybe even emotionally. They might just not want that for them or they might not be suited for them. And that's okay. But there's a whole entirely other subgroup. And despite whatever subgroup this person might fall into, it's not your job to fix it. It's not your job to figure it out. This is just me trying to explain it to make it make sense. First of all, let's consider the way that men are socialized. And I'm not saying that this is something that's specific to your man, but maybe you'll see some similarities here if they happen to overlap. Men in today's world have become socially ingrained with red pill MGTOW dynamics, telling them that marriage is something that only benefits gold diggers, and that if he wants to lose half of everything he owns and end up paying alimony for life, that the best way to do that is to get committed to a woman and end up in a marriage dynamic with her and, yeah, lose all of his earnings or his hard work throughout life. The hilarity of this is that it actually goes both ways. Audrina Patridge was asked by her ex-husband to pay $17,000 monthly. And that was for child support. Even Adele's husband tried to walk away with $171 million of her money and luckily the courts denied it and she will not have to pay that man a dime, but they try it too. It's not just exclusive to women. I actually find that some men can be bigger gold diggers than women, but let's push on from this topic. The point is that men are socialized to not want to get married because they are told that everything that they have earned in life will be lost. So okay, let's move on to the next point, why, why else could a man be emotionally unavailable? They are socialized to even not want to be gentlemen while they're dating a woman. Go look at comment sections on the internet of men calling each other simps, or even look at any dynamic of a group of boys when there's a woman around. Oh, you're being a simp, you simp. It's everywhere. They police each other into not being gentlemen. They police each other into being chauvinist and to being misogynist. It's hilarious because back in the day, they used to call it being whipped and now it's evolved into being simps. Which, by the way, that comes from incel culture, red pill culture. That was not a commonly used word. It has entered mainstream. Every time I go live, there's always a group of women who don't understand what red pill is. Red pill is a form of oppressive dating tactics used on women to make sure that these men can successfully exploit them romantically, emotionally, and physically. These men will also try to exploit women financially, so they'll ask you out on a date and they will expect you to pay, or they might even want you to, let's say if he pays for the drinks, he'll want you to pay for the food. And he'll act like it's about being fair, being equals, when really it's about making sure that you don't benefit in any capacity by being in his presence. It includes tactics like being a bad actor and starting arguments that are emotionally draining, It includes negging a woman, so starting off a conversation by insulting her or insulting whatever she's doing or what she has going on. Red pill tactics can even include making sure that a woman is benefiting you, proving her value to you. It includes a lot of misogynistic undertones about women not being used up, being someone who is a virgin who actually has something to offer. A lot of red pill men will blame feminism for the fact that they are undateable or that they use such obviously blatant, horrible strategies. And there's so much more to it, but that is just a general rundown. If you guys go to Red Pill Reddit, you can see some of their tactics, or you can even go to the Red Pill Manosphere on YouTube. Yes, it is incredibly cringeworthy and hard to sit through. But this is how you can identify what is being done towards you or if the man you are dating is somebody who adopts any of these tactics or feels these ways about women. Incels also blame feminism for why they're unfuckable and undateable. However, they are people who are crusty and musty on the inside and outside. They have horrible personalities. It's usually the type of guy who doesn't understand why women like Pete Davidson or Jack Harlow. And when a woman will sit there and say... It's because of their personalities. It's because of their attitudes, their demeanor, their humor. They will sit there and call women liars and say they're faking it. I actually think there are some red pill dudes who overlap with this as well because they don't want to believe that it's a personality issue because then they'll have to look back at theirs. And that's just another L they have to take on top of being ugly and horrible at socializing. These groups get very hostile when they're spoken about in any capacity because their online community does happen to thrive in numbers. They're a silent majority, basically. They're a very loud, silent majority. So I haven't made any episodes directly speaking about them or any videos directly addressing them because it's just not worth it. But for you guys, I'm explaining what they are about. And if you want to understand more about these communities, they are freely available online online. I happen to go across them from time to time just because sometimes I end up on people who are laughing at them or explaining stuff about them, but I also will go back for you guys so I can see what's going on and what tactics are being used. And let's define chauvinist here for my girls who are listening and trying to keep up. You know when you guys describe men who weaponize feminism or men who identify as liberals who happen to care about every social issue besides the betterment of women and in fact actively do things that hold down women or keep women in a place where they are purposely stratified in a lower area? Yeah, that's a chauvinist. The men who scream about equality but don't know about equity. It's the man who claims to be a feminist just because he wants you to go 50-50 with him, but he has very strict ideals about the physical activity a woman that he's not dating is supposed to have. But because all they want to do is be your sneaky link, so you go off and date other people, they act Pikachu-shocked. And the shock is not because they want you, it's because they have a Madonna whore complex. So basically, while we as women are being told that the entire meaning of our lives hinges down to whether a man wants to date us, marry us, and give us children, they are being told, don't ever get married to a woman, you're gonna probably end up with a gold digger, she's gonna take half of your stuff, and on top of all the things that they say about why they shouldn't even be in a relationship with a woman or aspire for a relationship with a woman, they get told that a woman is a huge landmark in their life. In fact, their ability to exploit women sexually and to rack up a body count is the true meaning of being a man, and they actually use it as a measurement of validation amongst each other. If you've ever gone on a date with a man from Tinder or Bumble, I don't know about you guys, but I have had about three guys explain to me that they do not consider the women that they are swiping on and potentially meeting as actual real people. And I'm not talking about, oh, this could be a bot, or this could be something that the app put out there just to have a conversation with me. No, besties, they don't think you're real. It boils down to men being taught in society that women are something that they are entitled to, something that is their birth given right, and they are also entirely aware of the narrative that we're being spoon-fed. However, they find out that they are unlikable. They find out that women will not tolerate them just to tolerate them. So then they end up pushing narratives amongst each other like, oh, women don't like transparency. Women don't like when you're honest with them. Women don't like when you're nice. No, women just don't like you. You, sir, are the asshole. But because they are so entitled, they will come up with all sorts of reasons that don't have anything to do with them or taking responsibility on their own, because once again, it comes back to entitlement. If these women want to get married and have kids so bad, why won't they put up with me talking down to them? Why won't they put up with me wanting to have them all on my rotation and just letting me smash? If she wants to have kids eventually, she's gonna have to settle for a man. It doesn't matter if he's dumber than her. Eventually, she's gonna have to accept that all the other good men are taken and that we're all just stupid and lazy and incompetent and really hard to get along with. Because we don't have to put up with you. Which is where they start to blame feminism. It's like, yeah, back in the day, we might have had to rely on you to open up a bank account. And thank God we don't now. Because now, we don't have to attach ourselves to a man for sheer survival. So yeah, haha, you know, we're just actively being dehumanized. So when you're dealing with a man who's emotionally unavailable, let's consider the fact if he has been socialized in this way or if he subscribes to any of those ideals or tries to fit within any of those narratives or considers his manhood to be something that should fall within those parameters. The question came up in one of my live streams on TikTok. How do I know if I'm dating a guy who is red pill or secretly subscribes to these ideas? For one, if a man straight up asks you, what value do you bring to a relationship? What value do you have to offer? What do you bring to the table? Any variation that indicates that he does not see your value. I'm going to go ahead and say a man that straight up asks if you have an OnlyFans and he just assumes that that's like a normal question to ask you. It's not. I've never had a good man ask me that question, it's always been the douchiest of douchebags. Even if you do have an OnlyFans, I have straight up never had a good relationship with any man who found out that I was doing content creation and immediately assumed that I am somebody who's on OnlyFans. Especially if you introduce yourself as a content creator. If this man comes right out the gate asking if you create content for OnlyFans, he's telling you outright that you as a woman on the internet have no value unless a man sees value in what you have to offer. And the only value that a man would see in you as a woman is sexual. And this isn't a definitive statement coming from me because there are men who watch my podcasts and who watch my live streams and they are hilarious and contributing in helpful ways. It's this man telling you what he perceives valuable content from women to be. The best clap back to this is to ask this man, does his mom have an OnlyFans? Does his sister have an OnlyFans? Don't be shy, go ahead and ask if his grandma has an OnlyFans, see what he does. If they're asking you this in an online setting, obviously just stop responding to them. But if you are sitting face to face with this guy and you've already ordered your drink, have your meal and the check is not coming anytime soon, that's when you can allow this conversation to go in this direction. Other ways to tell is if he's using the word simp, especially in a derogatory way. I've had two men straight up go, I ain't no simp, I'm not a simp. Like, wow, how unfortunate because I love simps. But they'll straight up tell you outright that they are people who subscribe to misogynistic ways or even these red pill ideals. They may not be fervent, active members of those types of communities, But to me, if it looks like a misogynist and it talks like a misogynist and it acts like a misogynist, then I'm just going to do one plus one and get two. And besties, it is not your job to deprogram these men. It is not your job to fight with them, to try to socialize them into not being misogynist. Like that TikTok goes, not my circus, not my monkeys. Leave that hot pile of shit where you found it and walk away. Unfortunately, it's a community and a societal issue. And you by no means need to assert authority over this position. So as unfortunate as it is, it might not even be a personal choice of emotional unavailability, but a societal programming into it. And you'll know because he'll outright tell you he's not a simp. He will act like it's shocking that you want him to open doors for you or that you want him to pay on dates. And also, these men will talk a lot about prenups like a lot in places where prenups don't even have any merit now obviously there are other things that we can brush over very loosely such as coming from a very bad relationship not being over it still however still putting themselves out there in the dating market for whatever reason they might straight up just want something casual because that's the only thing that they know how to give emotional energy to they don't know how to emotionally expend themselves into being these lovers or to being people who make it all the way down the finish line to marriage. Which, by the way, is not a finish line. Even that is a perpetual battle in and of itself that requires constant work. But if you listen to all these reasons, you will hear this one little tiny nuance that's silent. It's not about you. It's not about what you look like. It's not about how you present. It's not about how you act around them. It is simply the fact that that they do not want to be in a committed relationship or have the ability to give what it would take to sustain a committed relationship. And whether you are somebody who is giving your all to them, that doesn't mean that they're going to see the value of that and want to give their all back to you. No matter how nice or how loving or how generous you are, you cannot change an unemotionally available person into available. And for my girls on TikTok... You are sure as hell not going to be able to manifest this man into being emotionally available or to seeing your value. Oh, I made a video with this TikTok sound and my ex texted me back. Girl, it has nothing to do with how hard you manifested or what TikTok post you made or what sound you used. And quite frankly, anybody who's telling you that if you post their sound or use a video that it will not only go viral, but oh, you'll also get your man back. That's predatory behavior, and it's also one of the lowest forms of content creation that I think that somebody could make, even though I know that that is all up to subjective interpretation, I find it very manipulative and predatory. A TikTok sound will never make an unemotionally available man available. And just because a man does text you back or does come in and out of your life doesn't mean that he sees you as the one that he wants to truly be with, the one that's meant for him. No, he's probably getting rejected by the streets and nobody else will deal with him and he's frustrated by the talking phase. And he already has this person over here, i.e. you, who's already prepped and primed and somebody who puts him on a pedestal. So it's very easy to come in and out of your life. So of course he's going to text you back when he's in his low lows. And we talked about this on TikTok too, but he could also be coming back because he has the confidence to do so since... He possibly knows that you are emotionally torn up about his absence, and he thinks, yeah, let me come back, since, you know, it's gonna make her happy anyways. And like I said before, he's coming back because the streets rejected him. Another point that I didn't add on here, but it's listed under my heartbreak playlist on TikTok. He's probably coming back because whoever he decided to get with after you didn't pan out, or they got in a fight, so yeah, he's rebounding with you now. To me, one of the worst things you can do in this situation is see a text message that says, I miss you, and start adding in a whole bunch of silent little messages, including you're the one for me, I'm going to change, I'm going to be the man that you need. Because unless he says that himself, and he details it out himself, that's not the meaning behind I miss you. And that's another thing too, just because he's coming back and he's telling you that he wants to be this new person, is he actually going to be? That's where you have to hold him to it. And even then, if a man who started off being amazing to you and then suddenly became crappy and started devaluing you midway or even early on into the relationship comes back, it's like, hi, I'm back to play the dice of, am I going to be good to you one day or horrible to you the next? Let's find out and see. You know what actually means more to you when they do nice things after they've done an onslaught? of horrible treatment to you, or just neglectful treatment to you. It's intermittent reinforcement. It actually causes a spike in your brain of dopamine whenever you do get positively rewarded with good behavior from him. It's also something that you see in trauma bonds. It can become a cyclical addiction because then you hold on to those moments tighter. You think, oh, I know the man he can be. If I just give him some time, if I just do X, if I just do Y. No. No, 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 no. A man should be consistent, if anything. And if he has shown you that he is consistently horrible, there's no reason to allow him back into the picture. To do what? Give you another chance to make you miserable? To put you back in a position to start begging for him again? There's no good reason to allow them back, even if you do happen to quote-unquote manifest him back into your world. And there are girls who will say, ''Oh, I manifested him back so I could get revenge.'' babes if you're thinking about him in hateful ways you're still activating the part of your brain that's in love with him personally you guys i don't know how you get excited to get a response from a man after he ghosted you i'm like that taylor swift song if you're missing me you better keep it to yourself because coming back around here would be bad for your health if you come back to me after you ghost me the reception is not going to be warm in fact that's my ick that makes me lose all feelings Have some self-worth. Stop trying to manifest a man into texting you back, into being emotionally available, into feeling the way that you feel about him. When people say to stop centering your life around relationships, they specifically mean value the fact that you are ready for a relationship or ready for kids or ready for marriage. And to value that is to not throw it around at every guy who you want to be in that position in your life nay nay it's giving it to somebody who shows you that they're worthy of that so you're not actively hunting for someone to lay all of that on don't make your entire life centered around focusing men who have no interest in playing that role for you in your world and stop giving that energy loyalty and generosity to a man who might even be exploiting the benefits that come with being with somebody like you Because best believe a man will be very eager to hop on the train of what is your loyalty, generosity, and physical attention. Just imagine how much your life could change if you took all of that energy and you put it towards school, a hobby, your work, anything that would actually facilitate the movement of your life in a positive direction versus throwing it around to men who don't appreciate it or who will even take advantage of it. There's just more to life than a relationship. And putting all of that energy towards men who have been socialized to not want a relationship or men who are emotionally unavailable is a severe waste of it. It doesn't mean that you should never be open to the potential of dating, but I feel like you just get to a point where swiping on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge all day just starts to hurt you, or just going on date after date after date is a waste of your time, gasoline, and makeup. With anything in life, moderation is key. And if that's the energy you're putting into yourself during your downtime, do you not think that that's not going to transfer over when you're talking to another man? Kind of like how we can sense when a man hates women or when a man is secretly an incel, which it's not that big of a secret, right? They just carry that energy. It speaks for itself in ways that are nonverbal. A man will sense the desperation. They will sense the over-swipery behavior or even the frustration in dating that you're carrying around with you because you're putting all of your time and attention towards it. And I know there's going to be this question of, what if a man was emotionally available and I made him emotionally unavailable? Besties. That doesn't happen. First of all, if he came right out the gate saying that he wanted a relationship with you and to get married to you and have kids with you… He was love bombing you. That wasn't him being emotionally available. That was him being intense. Like what? He wanted all these things specifically with you to the point that he announced it. And then suddenly he was like, "Mm, now that I got to experience the perks of this relationship, I decided that I no longer want that with you. Yeah, okay. Anyone who knows the weight of those actual commitments isn't going to go throwing them around Left and right, verbally, looking for any woman to throw into that slot. That's not emotional availability. If anything, I'd say it's borderline dirty John behavior, and I would wonder why he's so desperate to fit somebody into that role. Because he could have those intentions in dating, but he doesn't need to say it all the time. He doesn't need to be constantly verbally announcing that this is what he wants with you. Because even as a woman, you might sit there and think to yourself, well, yes, marriage is something that I want one day in the future, maybe even kids. But it's like... I'm not going to just give that to anyone. Those positions in my life mean a lot to me and there's a lot that I need to see from a man before I decide that he is going to be worthy of that. And just because he's verbally announcing that he wants those things doesn't mean that that is something that I want with him. I actually need to see a lot of consistency in behavior before I will verbalize that I want that with him back. Like yeah, that's nice that he wants to be a husband and that he wants to father some kids. But what type of husband would he be? What type of father to children would he be? How has he displayed himself consistently throughout dating? So it's nice that he may say these things out loud, but that's all it is, nice. It literally doesn't mean shit. And if you as a woman realize the weight of those roles and how they can negatively impact you and set you back eons in this life, if you have the wrong man fill them, you wouldn't be eager and excited and jumping around just because he muttered those words. Like, uh, stop! Just because you said that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop seeing every man on my rotation. Nasis. That was his way of rushing the relationship so that he could get what he want. And then when he realized, oh shit, this is getting a little too real. She's going to actually expect me to follow through. I have to back out now. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. And you know that he is pretending if he got that unana, and then he suddenly stopped being all the things that made you like him in the first place. You really believe that a man saw you're good, you're bad, you're ugly, and then when he got the cookie, suddenly that was the thing that made him emotionally unavailable. Uh, no. Girl, he's a con man. He's somebody who would have left if you had done it in one day or done it in nine months. There does have to be accountability here for self-actions or whether you did something that was actually wild and crazy or intolerable. However, if it's specifically after a physical interaction… Nah, babes. No. And there's going to be this other question of how can I tell early on if this is a man who is emotionally available or unavailable? Unfortunately, that is something that you are not going to be able to instantly find out. Now, you might be able to deduct that he dresses like a f- boy or has a f- boy haircut, or that maybe he is someone who follows a lot of hoes on Instagram and is somebody that you would not have a good time with in a relationship trying to fight him to unfollow them all. But until he starts behaving in ways that are emotionally unavailable, you won't know. And that's why you have to keep yourself on the back burner emotionally when it comes to men. You cannot put all your eggs in that basket just because he matches your biases, he leans politically where you do, or he likes working out at the gym at 12pm. You also can't go about mistaking intensity for intimacy. Just because he's texting you 100 times a day and he wants to do 2 hour phone calls before you ever met, doesn't mean that this is a man that's emotionally available. It's going to take time to find these things out, or else you just trying to find out right out the gate by asking him, hey, are you emotionally available? is going to be weird to him. He's, it's going to seem like you're overstepping your boundaries. And really, it is. Just because he goes to therapy doesn't mean he's emotionally available. Just because he's had girlfriends in the past doesn't mean he's emotionally available. You just don't know until you see the signs. And that's where it sucks. Because yeah, this is the part of dating where you have to be vulnerable and willing to waste your time. But just because you are enjoying yourself on a date does not mean that you are in love it does not mean that you are invested. You are simply excited by the experience of being wined, dined, and being treated well by a gentleman. And that is assuming that he is behaving in ways that are gentlemanly. You might be somebody who's getting excited that you're getting a text every other 20 minutes and that you feel like you're building a bond with this person. Which, by the way, you are getting a dopamine hit each time this person does reach out to you. And you actually are building a false sense of familiarity. And just because he's spending long hours on the phone with you doesn't mean that he's emotionally invested to the point where he wants a commitment. Back in the day, talking to women on the phone just to waste their time and never build a serious relationship with them used to be an actual industry. They would have to pay 10 cents a minute. And I think that this is still something that goes on today. It's just considered more taboo and something that men try to evade by going onto Tinder or Bubble and finding stuff like that for free. This is where you need to assess your boundaries and to know if you are prone to emotional dysregulation, because a man who is a future faker and somebody who only wants one thing from you, who is going to be in and out or just exploit you, is going to take advantage of the fact that you are someone who can be emotionally dysregulated with ease. They can show up with a lot of intensity and tell you that they want to get married within a week or that they love you within a few days, and you'll probably eat that shit up. And I know because I am you. I am the person who has done that. I have to work very hard to keep myself at bay. Sometimes it's not even so much what the person is saying to you and what they're doing. It's just what the relationship means to you in your head. I've talked about this with my friends where, um, you know, the guy that I identified as the Scorpio in previous podcasts and the man who I've identified as the felon, uh, the felon spent way more money on me. He interacted with me daily, he sent me cute little songs, and he even straight up consistently told me that he wanted something serious with me. However, I bounced back within two weeks from that man. But the guy who I call the Scorpio was a man who would literally only invite me over to his place at night, who would only want to do one thing, and then occasionally would let me eat his leftover Uber Eats from the night before. Yeah, that man had me in tatters for months. And it wasn't because I didn't like the felon for being nice to me. It was because I had met the felon right after I met the Scorpio. And when I had gotten engaged with the Scorpio, well, you know, physically, haha, I was like, wow, I had no boundaries. I really let a lot of my standards slip up. How did I emotionally let myself fall this deep? Well, because I mistake the intensity for intimacy, I allowed myself to see him days after days. I did not set any time limits. I just let that relationship run willy-nilly at his beck and call. Now, unless somebody tells you that they're openly looking for something casual or they are using phrases that people who want a casual relationship commonly use – Specifically, you know, haha, let's just go with the flow type of bullshit. You're not going to be able to know if somebody's emotionally unavailable. However, when you do know that somebody is emotionally unavailable by the way that they are interacting with you and treating the relationship, take it at face value and do not disrespect yourself and lower your self esteem by telling yourself that you can change this person that you can change their mind, trying to change their mind is only going to annoy them and it is going to hurt your self-esteem and your self-value. You could throw everything at the wall and when it doesn't stick, you might be there blaming yourself, when really, it's just that this person is not in the same place where you are in life. If they didn't want a relationship before you, they're probably not going to want one during you and sure as hell after you. And in the very rare exception when they do... Don't hurt yourself like that. Once a person's not in your life anymore, you have no reason to be in their business. If you have friends who update you about who they're dating now or what they're doing, those are not good friends. They are not helpful. They have no reason to be putting you in that person's business. And quite frankly, if they do it continuously, I am a firm believer of cutting them off. So don't negotiate somebody into taking you seriously or into being in the place of life where you are. Once you know that they don't want what you want, do not further negotiate on their terms. Remove yourself from the situation and pack up your self-esteem while it's fully intact before you lower it by tolerating any antics or begging them. Telling yourself... Oh, well, maybe if they just realize how much they hurt me by not taking me seriously, maybe then they'll want to be in a relationship. Or, oh, maybe they just need to see the error of their ways. I just have to communicate with them that they're not putting in enough effort in a way that makes me happy. If this was somebody who came into the relationship putting in a lot of effort, being genuine, thoughtful, and kind, and then they suddenly retracted and they backed out, you don't think that that was a conscious decision that they made on their own. It definitely was. It's not something that they do by accident. In fact, a lot of the times, it's people who are passive-aggressive who don't know how to communicate that they don't want what you want or the relationship is getting just a little bit too real for the level of commitment that they can actually bring to a dynamic between two people. And they think, okay, let me just slowly back out and hope that they take the hint. It's passive-aggressive. So once you have the data that you need, Act appropriately on it and do not demean yourself by begging, negotiating, bargaining, or staying another second where you are not being celebrated and valued. Because look, it's not a shitty thing for somebody to not be ready for a relationship, but one thing that shitty men love to do is to tell women that we're all like this, you just have to deal with it, you just have to put up with it. No, you don't. Take that beautiful energy and focus it on yourself. Focus it on working out, focus it on reading, focus it on your family, focus it on your home, your projects, your hobbies, focus it on literally anything besides giving it to a man who does not appreciate it. Because there are people who want what you want and the more time you spend hyper fixating on a man who is emotionally unavailable... You are becoming emotionally unavailable to the people who are in the lane that you are in. And if this is a dynamic that's hurting you or you know that it's not something that you truly want, remove yourself from it. If you're not enjoying it, it's not serving you, it's not benefiting you, don't spend another second in that area. So with all of that being said, that is today's podcast episode. Make sure to leave a positive review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. I upload these onto YouTube, so if you want to directly comment on the episodes and leave feedback, I would love to see it. Go check out the Fleekazoid YouTube channel. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, apparently you can rate the episodes on Spotify, so make sure you give me a good rating because it all helps me out. All of these all help spread fleeksy supremacy, so I really appreciate it. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!